When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 53. I'm here with Lindsay Cronin, who is a writer. Um, She writes for a bunch of different outlets, including Reality Blurb, and she is here to spill some tea. Yeah. (laughs) How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Good. So you mentioned that you were just in New York to participate in a Luan event. Can can you elaborate? It was actually a pop-up shop for Valentine's Day. It was was an event for fans. A bunch of people got selected on social media. Um, So they got to go and meet with her. Um, She had all of her jewelry line. It was actually sponsored by Super Jeweler, um, who she had collaborated with on her jewelry line, uh, which is amazing. I mean, she has the, the most stunning pieces. They were all kind of set up around the event space. Um, just lots of statement necklaces, which is of course what you think of when, <laughs> when you, you think picture, of her. When you picture her, you picture her in a statement necklace. Um, and just some really cool pieces. I mean, she has like earrings and a bunch of different stuff, but I mean the statement necklaces were really stand out. So the you know, she was styling fans and it was really just a cool um, event to just kind of see everyone mingling with her and getting to to try on her stuff and just see it live because it's it's all really good. So what was she like in person? She's just very um, very grand. You know, she walks in. She's very <laughs> tall. She's very beautiful, um, and she's just very friendly and just really nice to be around. You know, she's just she's just a cool gal. <sighs> That sounds so fun, and I cannot wait. I think we've got about one month to go before The Real Housewives of New York Season 11 starts. Right, March 6th. Have you heard any gossip about the season or anything that we can expect to see? Um, Well, definitely, you know, they're always kind of tight-lipped, but I mean, there's already been some drama a little bit. Um, Like last week, I believe it was, Ramona kind of took a little dig at the new housewife, uh, Barbara, or I'm sorry, she's not a new housewife. Ramona made that very clear. That was the diss. (laughs) She's a friend of. Yes, she is a friend. She has no apples. She is a friend. Ramona made it very clear that that was the situation. Didn't want to speak about her in an interview. Um, and was just a little very rude um, towards her. So I'm assuming that there was definitely some tension between them during filming. Um, there's also been some 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 issues between Bethany and Luann that mm-hmm. we'll see um, play out. But you know, and then Bethany, of course, went through the death of her former boyfriend Dennis Shields during, um, or I guess, right before production had begun. So she'll be seen kind of coping with that as we possibly meet her new boyfriend. I mean, she she moved on pretty quickly, so I don't know if that man will be seen on the show or not. He, of course, wasn't in the trailer, but they did go public in October, which was 
you know, shortly after production, probably only a couple weeks actually into production. So interesting. Now, speaking yeah. of a friend of, there's been some rumors circulating that Vicki Gunvalson may return as a friend of. Have you heard that? Do you know anything about what's going on in Orange County? I haven't heard that this season for some reason. I don't know if that has slipped me <laughs> for I some just, reason. It was that's... Kate Casey tweeted about it. Okay. So it's I, not like a it's huge... It's something that I've heard in the past. They kind of say that about Vicky now and again, um, and it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know why it would happen at this point, especially now that she kind of reconciled with Shannon and Tamara. You know, because if she was still on the outs with Shannon and Tamara, and also, of course, now on the outs with Kelly, I could see that that would maybe be pushing her a little bit out. But I don't know. I just can't. I mean, Vicky is Orange County, so I just can't see her. That's like, it's like Lisa Vanderbump being a friend of Beverly Hills. It just Right. Feels Lisa weird. would just leave. Right. Which I hope doesn't happen. Oh, I think it's going to. I just feel like they're all getting us ready for that. I'm hearing that Lisa Vanderpump might not even participate in the reunion filming. I doubt she will, because if she won't participate in the group photo, I can't see her wanting to sit down and actually talk to these people. If she's so against them and whatever she feels like was done to her during the season um, and can't even take a picture with them next to her. It seems a little crazy, but I have been here, you know, there, there is a restaurant opening in Las Vegas. It is a requirement that you will film um, and be on TV if you work there. So spinoff maybe is, you know, maybe she's preparing to leave and will then focus on Vanderpump rules and then her possible second spinoff. Is there room in all of our hearts for a whole new (laughs) spinoff? Well, there's going to have to be if if she's missing from Beverly Hills. That's true. We're going to need a fix somehow. I mean, of course, she's on Vanderpump Rules, but she's not. You know, that's she's kind of a a friend. I'm actually more interested in seeing what happens at Tom Tom than I am seeing the continuation at Sir. Right, because I love Tom Tom. So, have you been? You know, I went right before it opened, about a couple weeks before. So I kind of like stood there and looked, peeked a little bit. I saw Ken Todd was actually out front in his Bentley, so I saw him. Um, but it wasn't officially open yet, so I haven't been inside. I've looked inside, but I haven't been inside quite yet. Seems gorgeous. I mean, her restaurants are just on a whole nother level from any other, even out there. I mean, her restaurants are on a whole different caliber. Yeah. So moving on from Vanderpump to Southern Charm, what is the latest going on with Southern Charm? Do you know when they're going to plan to launch the trailer? I don't know when the trailer will be released. I know that there has been a lot of rumors just, you know, on whether or not Ashley will be back, which, of course, she's been seen filming on a couple of occasions with the cast. So I don't know if she'll be an official cast member or if she'll just kind of make a couple of appearances or what's going to happen with that. But it typically the season's air. Um, well, at least the last few seasons have begun airing in April. So uh, to me, I feel like we'd probably get a trailer at the end of this month. But Mm -hmm. that's just my... That was my guess, guess too. It's interesting to see. I saw that the charges against um, JD were dropped because he was accused of sexual assault. And the police in Charleston, I believe, ended up charging the woman for filing a a false Mm -hmm. rape claim. So that is an interesting turn of events. But I I think that everything is moving forward with the trial for Thomas Ravenel. Yeah, I haven't heard anything other than that. I mean, he, he of course, is in this lawsuit at this point with with Bravo, which is somehow intertwined with his custody battle with Catherine. And he doesn't want, you know, I think he doesn't want a lot of their dirty laundry on the show. Um, Well, only now that he's not on the show. I think that's the argument they're making. Yeah. That is, yeah, the last the last documents that were filed by Bravo. That's basically what they were saying. That you know, 
Wow. Of course not, but he's not benefiting financially from it. He doesn't want it discussed. And I understand him not wanting the kids on the show, but the issues between him and Catherine, I feel like that's fair game. She's still a cast member. This is her life. She can share it from her point of view. Right. I mean, it's not, I mean, it, it's his fault that he got canned. So <laughs> I know. it's not like <laughs> they just did away with him for no reason. I mean, they had good reason to remove him from the show. I'm just really interested in seeing when everything goes to trial for his um, sexual assault case against Nanny Don, because it sounds like there's a lot of evidence there, and it will be interesting to see what happens. Right. Anyway, should we get into this week's Vanderpump Rules? This show just continues to blow my mind. I love this show. It's so funny. I mean, it's, you know, they, they have, you know, some of the serious issues, but then most of the time it's just, you know, it's just these 20 sub things and, you know, 39 (laughs) 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 just doing their thing and having fun. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool relationships happening. Like Stassi has this new boyfriend and they just seem to be really good together, which is nice, especially after the nightmare known as Patrick of last season. Yeah. And it's interesting to see James and Raquel's relationship because until this season, we didn't really get to see much of it. She was just sort of standing there. And now we see in the beginning of this episode, he's writing a apology letter to Randall, Lala's boyfriend, for all the horrible things he said about Randall and about Randall and Lala. And you can see that Raquel doesn't really want James to reconcile with Randall and Lala because she doesn't want them in her life. She even said, like, what happens if you become friends again? Are you just going to go on friend dates while I'm at home with their dog? (laughs) She's like, I'm not okay with Lala. You know, what am I going to do when you're besties with Lala again? And so James just rips up the letter, which I'm sure has nothing written on it. (laughs) (laughs) The alleged letter. And says, like, you know, I don't really care about repairing things with Lala because, like, you're the only thing that makes me happy. So which is it? You know? Like, I can't keep up with James. He just seems so authentic when he's talking and so not authentic when you see that nothing he says matters. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like very all over the place. I think he's just very immature. Um, perhaps the drinking, you know, I don't know if he's an addict or what he is, but he seems to be very affected by alcohol in not the normal way. Um, so I don't know if that's somehow preventing him from growing up, but he, yeah, I mean, he's writing the letter. I don't, I can understand why Raquel you know, as a 20-something girl, she doesn't want her boyfriend to be hanging out with a girl that he used to sleep with or slept with once or whatever the case, especially considering he seemed to be very, very into her. But but yeah, and then it takes another turn when she says, oh, but I'm going to go to this event with all of the Vanderpump girls. Right. She was invited by Billy to girls' night. And I was glad that James showed his disapproval of that he's like you're being a hypocrite you're telling me i can't become friends with lala yet you're going to an event with her right yeah it it i think it's just her insecurity is what it is and at the end of the day i'm not sure i mean to write a lot i mean i think that james really just needs to move on i don't think lala has any interest in being his friend right so i think anything he does at this point is just a waste of time and as we've seen you know one second he's wanting to apologize and then his, in his conventional he's saying oh you know fat randall or whatever he said it's and, you know so dumb it's just a cycle and i think lala has removed herself from the cycle so it, yep. you know it's just a lost cause it is but it was funny to and and sad at the same time, but I couldn't help but laugh when he was crying about losing Tuesday nights and how it became girls' night and actually had to walk away. So Schwartz comes over to talk to him about his set list for the Tom Tom opening Daily Mail party. And you know, Schwartz, I'm sure, was pushed by producers to ask about how he's doing and girls' night. And it was it was really interesting. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Poor, poor Schwartz, because he was trying to just kind of approach it from a a neutral point. But 
I mean, at that point, I think James was so just worked up. I mean, and but I mean, he's right. He did it to himself. Um, but I mean, for the record, he's been back. So I don't know if, you know, the whole firing James Kennedy, uh, you know, I feel like we I feel like this speaking of cycles. This is another cycle we're in. Like, uh, you know, James supposedly gets fired. But yet, you know, you can go on social media and he's still there. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what that whole storyline is and why it keeps repeating, but I think it's a money game. <laughs> it's a money game at Sir anyway. I mean, if he brings in the money, you know. <laughs> yeah, and brings people and attention. What was interesting, something I pointed out weeks ago that he actually said at this episode was, I thought that he would be angry and frustrated that everyone else on the show appears to be able to get drunk and abuse drugs and still manages to maintain their relationships, their friendships, and their commitments. But when he does it, he gets called out and yelled at for it. And he literally said, like, I, he, I'm pissed that they can have drinks at girls' night. Like, they're all smash. But, like, I can't drink on the job. <laughs> it's like, right. yes. It was a good point. You know, you can look at it that way or you can look at it as, you know, girls' night out is it's supposed to be a party, like, where the girls are just partying with the guests. Whereas, you know, if you're a hired DJ, you're, you have a, a something to do. You know, you're not right. just there partying. You have actual work that needs to get done. But, I mean, people like, you know, people go there, I'm sure, to see James Kennedy in all his glory, not right. James Kennedy that hasn't had a drink. <laughs> right. It's just funny because he doesn't seem to acknowledge the fact that alcohol is different for him than it is for some other people. Although it was probably hard to have that conversation in front of Schwartz, who has been known to completely black out, cheat on his wife, <laughs> like totally ridiculous. So he did make a point, but there's a difference between an alcoholic and a functioning alcoholic. And I think that's the difference between James and the rest of the cast. <laughs> and the way he gets aggressive also. And yeah. Like, says mean things that are completely out of line. You know, most people don't do that. Most people can drink and party and it's, it doesn't get to that ugly place. Right. Totally. Well, one thing that was a bit of an ugly place <laughs> was watching the conversation between Sheena and Lala and how Sheena is just never really going to truly be friends with the other girls on the show. It was hard. Right. It's always a little awkward watching Sheena try and be friends with people who just don't seem interested. Right. She is pushing and pushing and pushing and they're pulling away and the more they pull away the more she tries and makes her look desperate and just not true to herself right I mean if a friendship is going to happen it's not going to happen because she jams herself down these people's throat and it was interesting Lala said you know as an observer you know you can talk to me about everything like we're in a place where you could go on and on about Adam and on and on about whatever you want. But like when you do that with Stasi or Katie, because they're not in that place with you, maybe they feel a bit overwhelmed. And I thought that was a really honest thing for her to say. Like mm -hmm. you can, the way that you talk to me should not necessarily be the way you talk to Stasi and Katie. Right. And right. Don't, I yeah. don't think Sheena fully gets it. No, no, something's <laughs> missing there. Something's missing. I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's kind of like cringeworthy moments. I mean, we kind of went through it last year with her relationship where it was like the, her and Rob, and it was like, she was very obsessed and seemed like, oh, this is, this is it for me. And then, you know, suddenly when the cameras turned off, he turned off, he broke up with her and you know, it caught her off guard when it's like the whole time, you know, looking in, you can kind of see like something's a little strange here, but I don't, I don't know. I think she just misses stuff that the normal eye can see. Right. And what Grant, uh, my guest from last week was saying was that James and Sheena are the only two members of the cast of Vanderpump Rules who really don't seem to be authentic to themselves. They act like how they think people want them to be on the show. And it shows to the other friend group. Like, it, people 
don't find Sheena to be authentic. They find her to be fake. And she can't stop it because that's who she is. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I feel like that watching too, because, you know, whether it's her friendships or her relationship, everything just feels so forced. It's like, you know, you watch these shows because you want to see natural stuff happening, you know, just stuff happening organically, not like, oh, look at me. I have a perfect relationship. We're going to get married and we've already named our daughter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. It, just, it, it feels, it doesn't feel right. You know, it's like, this is why Real Housewives is an open, you know, it's a revolving door because people come in and they're not authentic and they, you know, it's like, it, it screws up the vibe of the, of the whole ensemble cast. It does. I don't know. And I'm really glad that Lala just like laid it out there for her because it was sad to see Sheena cry and say, you know, I'm trying. I want to rebuild our friendship. You know, I'm just never going to win with them like I never have. And then Lala says, you never have and you probably never will. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But but at the same time, like maybe if she stopped trying so hard, Mm -hmm. then it would work. Right. I really agree with you there because just pull back a little focus on yourself. It worked with Ariana. Ariana just did her thing and eventually she became friends with them. Right. Quite close with Lala. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That that was very interesting. I feel like that's the kind of thing that happens off camera that never usually makes it onto the show. I know. Right. It's crazy. That just goes to show you that, like, this is definitely a real reality show. It is. Because crazy things are happening, whether the cameras are on, whether they're there, whether they're off. You know, it's just, it's wild. I mean, that caught me completely off guard. I know they had, I forget who did the interview before the season began that said that there was a girl-on-girl hookup at some point. But I didn't, I don't know. I don't know who I would have guessed, but I didn't guess um, that Ariana would be involved, or that or that Sandoval would be sitting there, right. <laughs> driving the, down the, just off the highway, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> driving down the Oh my god, what a mess! What a mess that was. But I think they all handled it really maturely. But very interesting. It was very fueled by alcohol, right? Of course, because I think Lala doesn't drink anymore. She does not. Okay. Did she? Do you know anything about why she made that decision? Um, she's she's spoken about it on a couple of occasions. I don't think it was any one thing that kind of set her off to be like, okay, I need to be sober. But I think it was just an accumulation of, okay, is this good for my relationships? And she decided to just not drink. I think that it takes a lot to do that. And she seems to be very in touch with herself and aware of how she comes across and kind of just in tune. Right. And I think it's good for her. You know, she's trying to be a legit actress. So, you know, she has her, her makeup line. She wants to be an actress. She sings. She's on a reality show. She really shouldn't drink. I mean, she's too busy to drink. Right. (laughs) And when it comes down to it, she's a stepmom to the Randall's two girls. She's with them half the time, bringing them Mm -hmm. to school. You know, it, you're right. She doesn't have time to drink and she seems like so much fun, regardless of whether or not she's sober that I think everyone just appreciates her presence. I know I do. Right, <laughs> right, I do. And it's so fun to see how, you know, someone who can go, you know, because season four when she came in, she really put off a lot of people. And by the end of the year, I think James was her only friend. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was interesting to see how, you know, I think everyone basically likes her. I mean, besides Raquel, I think everyone is basically a Lala fan on the show. I mean, everyone's friends with her. Because she stayed authentic to who she is. I don't think she ever changed, and I think she gained the respect of her castmates. Before they liked her, they respected her. And she's got the PJ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) So let's talk about that. So I thought it was so sweet that she was talking about the girls on the show and how they all just dropped everything when her dad died and came to Utah to be at the funeral and rallied around her. And now that she's, you know, picked up the pieces and is starting to move forward, she wanted to do something for them to thank them 
for being there for her. And she doesn't have to do that at all, but it is nice. It's a nice gesture and fun to get all the girls together. And they're only going two hours away, but it is a 20-minute flight on a private jet. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, who wants to drive two hours? (laughs) I know. Stassi said she's going to feel like Beyonce on (laughs) on the flight, just be able to do whatever she wants. (laughs) Oh, then we've got the Tom Tom opening party. And that was so interesting to watch because I kept thinking, what is going to happen if they don't have gas or they don't have running water or the lights don't get on? Were they exaggerating? Was Lisa making it out to be worse than it was? It was funny, though. It was funny how she was explaining the invite. <laughs> Wear a diaper. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah, because you you know she's on top of stuff. Like, I can't see it getting to that point. Right. I feel like it was blown into proportion. But... The large batches of cocktails made in those huge plastic tubs, that got me. I was like, oh, my God, they don't even have a functioning bar. They're just <laughs> massive, making mass quantities. Right, because that was, you know, I think that Daily Mail event did actually happen quite a bit sooner than it opened. I mean, several weeks, I think, before the actual opening was. right. Um, I don't know how, yeah, like probably like maybe over a month even, maybe a month and a half tops, I think that it happened. So I, so I'm sure that, you know, not everything was done, of course, or the restaurant would have just been opened, but, um, you know, had it been left up to Tom and Tom, maybe, you know, I could see that, you know, all hell breaks loose and everything is going wrong, (laughs) But, (laughs) but with them, with their experience, I mean, they do this in their sleep, probably opening restaurants at this point. I mean, they know, they know the drill. It was cute to see Ariana and Katie go to the party together. Right. Right. And then she's like, do you want to share a lift? I was like, that is so relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And then they had their little love fest with their toms, you know, after the party kind of settled. It just, it was really nice to watch. I was a bit shocked that it sounded like the toms didn't have anything in writing from Lisa and Ken until that night right which seems bizarre i mean she just wanted she said in her confessional she just figured they'd shake a hand that would be that how does that work it's so weird to me i know nothing about opening a restaurant but for sure if i'm involved i would like some sort of documentation (laughs) that seems to be the first step just for basic legal stuff I I think they Mm -hmm. signed about you know the five percent that they're each putting in but this was like terms and agreements. What was interesting to me was it sounded like most of the cast was there. You know, Lala was working the door. Sheena was helping out. Stassi, not quite sure why she was invited, but she was there. And then Kristen, <laughs> they drew the line at Kristen. Right. And I think all this time, I feel like Lisa Vanderpump doesn't hate Kristen that much. I think she holds on to that grudge for the camera. James was there. Yeah, even James, James was there. You don't have Kristen? Oh, I know. I and would she take Kristen over James. It was so pathetic watching her on her bed crying, eating noodles <laughs> with her dogs. <laughs> She'd already gotten flowers for the Toms to congratulate them on the opening. That was sad. Right. I really didn't see that coming. I felt like we've moved past the whole you know, Kristen debacle. I mean, I, I guess it did happen not too long ago, but it feels it feels like a really long time ago. And, you know, she, she did a couple of things, but I feel like James ongoingly continues to piss Lisa off, continues to, like, say mean things about everyone's weight and anything else that he can come up with. I mean, that threw me for a loop for sure, no. seeing Kristen at home. I felt bad. And what's going on even with her and and Carter, I feel like he's usually missing in action, and then he wasn't even going to come with her. Are they roommates at this point? I mean, what's going on? I don't. I really don't know where they're at. It doesn't sound bad. It just doesn't sound Stassi and Bo level, you know? No, no, I love them. Like, I think that hopefully we'll see more because <laughs> it's it, they're very cute together. I love how they're so opposite and just work so well. I mean, yeah. aside from the birthday meltdown. 
which is which is the norm yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> just tradition <laughs> right? yeah. um well one thing that was sad in this episode was seeing Jax on his birthday and it was his first birthday without his dad and he just kind of opened up about that, how he was sort of waiting for his dad to call. His dad would never call because he passed away and so he's listening to those voicemails. I just thought that was a really relatable thing um, as someone who's lost a parent and you know the big milestones that happen afterwards, especially that first year, is so tough. But I'm also trying to wrap my head around what's been going on with his mom and how him and his mom aren't speaking. And I wonder, like, what's going to happen with the wedding? Is his mom going to be involved in the wedding? Right. Yeah, because I think that um, I think that the issue was that he felt that she didn't keep him in the loop enough about what was happening with his dad when he was sick because his dad. Um, was it, he was in Michigan, I believe. And, you know, far away, you don't, you hear, okay, he's sick, but he's getting treatment. I think he just didn't understand the severity and how quickly he was going to pass until he suddenly gets the phone call and didn't have the time he would have liked. And I think that maybe he kind of held his mom accountable for not, you know, keeping him better informed about the treatment plan or whatever was happening. It's so but there could tough. be more to it. I'm not positive. There's, that there's probably sense. more to it than that, but I'm sure that is enough to cause tension. Right, right. I just need yeah. some family therapy. Right, but you can tell that it, that he's in, I feel like that moment, you can tell that he's in therapy, just being able to open up like that and say, this is making me sad, you know, and, and to have that communication with Brittany. I mean, they're getting married, so it's good that he's, you know, so open with his, his feelings now. Yeah, and you could tell how close he is with his sister when she called, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that was really sweet, too. And then the thing that broke my heart the most was how his mom didn't call him for his birthday. Right. I mean, you're the, when you're the parent, that's, you know, you, you have to call. I mean, so what if he's 39? He's still her baby. Like, I can't imagine ever not calling my child on their birthday. I know, and to have her not make that call... Oh, I just felt so bad for Jack. Right, especially just having that, you know, that they were that close at one point. I mean, it's one thing if you kind of have a parent and they're not, they're just not close and maybe they didn't call, but like just being so close before. And she's been and on then, the show. Right. Like right. they threw a party for her and Sheena and Sheena's mom once, like a joint birthday party. It Was that the one that happened at Villa Blanca? I think so. Yeah. It was like the three different birthdays. And they, because their birthdays are all around the same time. And, you know, we got to see Jax's mom sit and talk to Lisa and share all these crazy anecdotes of Jax as a child and how he was a troublemaker even back oh, then. Oh, and flirt it, yeah, and a little yeah. flirt. <laughs> it right. was so yeah. sweet. So I really hope that they get to a better place. Right. It's important, especially before the wedding, you know? Yeah, definitely. What better time to kind of put their Reconcile. differences in? Yeah. Well, any final thoughts about this week's Vanderpump Rules? Gosh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I had just watched it again just to refresh my memory. And, you know, I just <laughs> I just love watching the Toms together. I just think they're so cute. And Sandoval with his tears. And, and he's you know, always kind crying. kind of erratic behavior, getting ready for the, the event. <laughs> he, they're just so cute. But, yeah, I, I would like to see a Tom Tom a spinoff I think that would be really cool yeah I think the only thing that we didn't talk about was just you know the drama involving Billy that seems to just be continuing because she seemed you know when I first heard that she was going to be filming more I was thinking okay cool she's going to be like a really main part and add some diversity to the cast like it'll be really cool I wasn't expecting for things to go so badly um, between her and kind of and it kind of caused this divide in the cast where I feel like she's on the outs and even I feel like at this point Sheena's kind of on the outs James is kind of on the outs there's just a lot of people and I think we noticed it in the trailer when the trailer first came out it's like where's Sheena I think Sheena had one second <laughs> I know. of a scene and then trailer i guess you know 
I think that the show is just kind of taking a different direction, but I like it. I like Lala. I like seeing Stassi and I like, you know, seeing the, seeing the Toms. I mean, they're, they're funny. They're like, I don't know. Who was it? The kind of like the, the bromance between uh, Brody and Frankie on the hills. (laughs) (laughs) They are great. What I think the issue with Billy is, is that one, she was typecast and, I think that set her up for disaster because she's never really been able to talk about anything other than being trans. And there has to be more to her than that. And then the other thing is, I don't think she's being truly authentic because she presents herself maybe as the way she wants to be rather than who she is. And so she's like, I'm so into yoga and being vegan and kindness to all creatures. Namaste. And then she's yelling at people. And I understand she was triggered, but it's just not in line with who she presented herself as. And so I think they can kind of, people like Stasi, you know, they call bullshit a mile away. Right. Yeah. And I think she's just so on the, on like so defensive all the time when it's not necessary. You know, I think that, and that's probably maybe just because of everything she's been through being trans, she feels like she needs to constantly defend herself. But I think if she would have just came in as, as a person and just allowed her story to speak for itself as she went, you know, again, it just goes back, like, like we were saying about Sheena, you know, when you see somebody just naturally being, it's just more, it's, it's easier to watch. And, and at that point she could have shared her story in a, in a more, organic way that wouldn't feel so like I'm trans and don't leave me out you know just kind of less aggressive about it and there was part of it that did seem to be calculating to get on camera to create a fight between her and some main members of the cast in order for more screen time I don't think that's what sparked her feelings but there did seem to be something like calculated about how she drew it out, how she went to social media, you know, really trying to, I don't know. It was very odd. Right. I remember seeing it all play out on social media when it first, when it's, when it was happening, like in real time back in, I guess, August or September or whenever this was, yeah, just seeing, cause she did like some comments and to, to say someone is, transphobic I mean I mean even she didn't say that word <laughs> but I mean to like be liking these comments I mean you're basically agreeing with the sentiment and if you like it if you know if, if I see something that I don't agree with I'm not gonna like it yeah <laughs> I might argue with it but um yeah we just thought that was a really big word to throw out there and at that point I mean you're gonna lose a lot of people rooting for you right well especially but I do think Katie could have tried to understand a bit more of where Billy was coming from and the pain, but Billy should have just openly spoken to Katie and the other girls instead of going to social media. And I think that's where she lost Katie was going to social media. Otherwise I think Katie would have listened. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that they had their own issues that were, you know, didn't have anything to do with if she's transgender or not. They just, I think they just didn't, vibe as people and it kind of got twisted into a, a issue that a wasn't narrative right exactly and it just once you go to that place I feel like it's hard to come back from because it's more than just a oh you were mean it's a oh you basically put a label on me that was incorrect that's a big word you know yeah it, it just it I felt I felt bad for for Katie and I felt bad for Billy, I mean, I feel bad for anybody that just is suddenly on reality TV and you don't know. really know how to navigate it because, you know, she could have just been, you know, she was she was hurt. So she takes to social media and she's venting, not realizing, OK, I'm going to have to deal with all of this. <laughs> and like, you know, the comment that I liked, I'm going to be held accountable for, you know, it's you're held to you're, you're accountable. You have to be accountable for ever, like every step that you make. And it's like crazy. I mean, I could never. I could never. <laughs> um, did you watch this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey? I did not because I was at, that was during the event that I was at for Luann. <laughs> well, let me share a bit about what happened. So a lot of it is just a fallout from that epic fight the week before. But it starts out with becoming clear that when... Margaret threw the wine at Danielle and that Danielle was screaming back and had to be restrained that Jennifer 
may have thrown a glass at Melissa or something, or Melissa had a glass that was broken. Anyways, she tells Jennifer, like, but you threw a glass at at me. And she was like, oh, honey, if I threw a glass at you, you would know, sweetheart. And then she proceeds to break a glass and take the stem and, like, look like she was going to go after (gasps) Melissa with the broken stem of the glass. It was insane. And it really... Uh, Dolores said it was very triggering for her. She didn't really explain why, but she just mm-hmm. said that she thought Jennifer crossed a line by breaking that glass and she needed to remove herself, Dolores, from that situation. Interesting. I wonder if they'll hear, if we'll hear more about what's behind that. I don't know. It was just, she was like, it was just too much. So Melissa, Dolores, Jackie, and Margaret are kind of hanging out and putting together processing what just happened and at the same time Danielle and Jennifer are processing and Teresa was following Melissa because she didn't want Melissa to be upset and didn't want this to become like an issue between the two of them but Melissa just didn't understand why Teresa is so far up Danielle's ass and like why she's excusing the behavior that instigated the entire fight, which was Danielle talking poorly about Margaret's children and her family and her grandchildren, which they've always agreed was off limits. And Teresa makes it pretty clear that her big issue was that Margaret said something about Jennifer's husband having a girlfriend. Now, while Margaret apologized immediately and said she just wanted to hurt Jennifer, that triggered Teresa because there's always been rumors of infidelity Mm -hmm. with her marriage and it's hurt her family. It's hurt her children. And she just views that as being kind of an unforgivable sin. Right. But the interesting thing is that Teresa then returns to Jennifer and Danielle and is like, why did you break that glass? Kind of like, that is so crazy, you know? And um, (laughs) Jennifer's like, maybe I was out of line. (laughs) Were there no tables nearby? It was, she like threw it on the ground. It was so crazy. And she's, so Jennifer's like, maybe I was out of line. Maybe I was lashing out. I don't know. I just like, it hit a nerve with me last night. And it's like, you're reacting to something from 24 hours ago by breaking a glass. Made no sense. And it sounded from like hearing Danielle talk and Jennifer that they thought that the red wine throwing was a more egregious offense than breaking a glass. It was weird. It was so weird. I can't imagine watching that and siding with Danielle and Jennifer. Like, I can't. (laughs) And I think that's where Melissa's at. So Melissa was just so upset because she thought this was going to create some sort of wedge between her and Teresa. So they ended up, like, stepping away to talk and... Melissa's, you know, talking about Jennifer and she's like, I don't like her kind of drunk. She thinks she's the fun kind of drunk and she's not. (laughs) (laughs) And Melissa asks Teresa to explain her issues with Margaret. Like, why did you turn on Margaret? And Teresa talks about the husband cheating rumor and all that. Mm -hmm. So they all go back from Cabo and are talking to their husbands and stuff like that about what happened. And then it kind of culminates with Margaret's Hospital Heroes Gala, which was really, really beautiful to see all the former patients, child patients with cancer, do a fashion show with the gowns, the hospital mm-hmm. gowns. Oh, so sweet. That is cute. That's her, that's her, the charity that she works with, right? Yeah. And okay, cool. It was just interesting. Teresa and Margaret meet before that just to like make sure they're okay. They get on good terms. Um, Margaret, you know, just warns Teresa about Danielle, tells her these specific things are red flags. Teresa's like, I'll watch out for them, but she's never done anything to me. So she's like, listen, I trust you until you fuck me over. And Danielle hasn't done anything to me. She's like, but here's the thing. You haven't done anything to me either. Right. I My always gosh. wonder, like, what is going through Teresa's brain? <laughs> well, that's, I don't know, but 
you know, she probably has a lot on her. I mean, we heard that there was a, the admission of the, uh, apparently her plans for divorce that's happening right now. Right. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, you know, there's just really credible sources that are saying that she's going to like reveal it at the reunion. Oh my gosh. Which I feel like would be really, really tacky of her. I mean, this is like a family that you're, are you going to break up your family? You know, you have four girls to announce it on a TV show seems a little bizarre. I mean, I guess you have to announce it eventually, but to, I don't know. So I guess that we're going to see it on the reunion. I mean, the reunion, I think, should start some at some point because we're getting close to the finale. Really soon. Yeah, I think this next week might be it. Yeah. That so, is crazy. Right. Uh, so it'll be interesting. But I mean, there there was definitely multiple outlets that were reporting that she was going to, that she had, had done it and that they already have filmed it and had wrapped it and... I guess we'll be delivering it to us shortly. I'm new into Jersey. I didn't watch previous seasons. And even I feel like he was horrible to her and she should have left him a long time ago. Right. I mean, she served a year behind bars. Yeah. I mean, that's her fault. (laughs) You can't sign your name to a document and not know what it is. That's part of being an adult. You don't do that. (laughs) And having just basic cognitive reasoning skills so for her saying like oh he tricked me into thinking all of it was legal i'm sorry but you should have asked more questions at the same time you know it sounds like he cheated on her and always expected her to do everything for the house and raise the kids and was not nice to her so right i know dolores had raised some concerns about how he would act once he once and if he returns home because he's i mean he's as of now, he's being deported. Right. They've appealed it, but they haven't made, you know, there has been no response to the appeal. So as of now, he's out of here, I guess, soon after, you know, I don't know exactly the legal process, but he's March, next month is his release date. So I assume that he's going to be on his way to Italy very shortly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this is like a major issue really I mean because either way regardless of you know taking their their own their marriage out of it I mean there's four kids involved and their father who's already been in prison for uh, through whatever three is it almost three years I know he had a 41 month sentence but I think it ended up being shorter three um he's been gone a long time right it really I mean the, the youngest is nine so does she even really remember? But I mean, with the oldest ones, they're probably thinking that he was going to come home and now he's not even coming home. Now he's going from one place and to the, that they don't see him much and to a whole nother country. The whole thing is just so crazy to me that they would be on this show and he would be committing such major crimes and that Teresa would just say, oh, they're just trying to make an example of us. They wouldn't be making an example of you if you hadn't committed any crimes. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's what I hate when people say. I mean, if you don't commit a crime, then you won't have to worry about it. So perhaps that would have been the better route. Yeah, she was, I mean, she was acting like it was the show's fault. But right? you, know, you committed a crime. <laughs> it's so multiple. Right. Um, so at, at this charity event, Jennifer actually takes the high road and ends up doing a little apology tour where she apologizes to everyone. And it's interesting when she comes home and tells her husband, Bill, about what she did, she knows she did something wrong. And his response was, I've tried to spend 16 years keeping you away from tequila. Like something about tequila. (laughs) I think a lot of people have that problem with tequila. (laughs) It's so funny. And she, you know, apologizes to everyone, to Margaret, to Melissa. And they all seem to appreciate her apology because it is not like, I'm sorry you felt that way. It was just, I was wrong and I'm very sorry. And I'm not drinking at this event. <laughs> right, right. Because I think so often we hear apologies and, and they're just kind of vague, like, I'm sorry. But there's no specific behind it and there's no changed behavior behind it. So it's just kind of like, okay, you're sorry. Until the next time that you do the same thing. Right. And the next week, which I think is the finale episode, Jennifer and her husband um, have an anniversary party. And the theme is red, so everyone's going to be wearing red. So Margaret jokes that it's no big deal if they throw red wine at each other. 
<laughs> her oh, one-liners are unbelievable. <laughs> and everyone seems to be getting along at this Hospital Heroes Gala. It is beautiful. Everyone's kind of teary watching these kids. And the common denominator is that Danielle's not there. But Danielle will be at Jennifer and Bill's anniversary party. Oh, yeah. And her husband, too. Or her, yep, her, Marty. Her <laughs> he ends up in the pool. I think, yeah, I think Marge pushes him in the pool. And that's right. and that's where the season ends. <laughs> right. Right. I can't it. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they had, a, you know, the mid-season trailer. I think they, they showed a clip of that. So, <laughs> be exciting so exciting well thank you so much for joining where can people find you online well my twitter handle is girl with gossip um i also have luckily i got the at vanderpump rules no no underscore no hash nothing just vanderpump rules and then my real housewives twitter is rho gossip you have so many stories Right. Yeah. I just crank them out. <laughs> where do you get, like, where do you hear things? I mean, a lot of the stuff, you know, I'll watch episodes like, like a, this morning I was writing about, you know, the things that were said on watch what happens live last night, Lisa Rinna, Teddy Mellencamp and Kyle Richards were on. So I've been kind of writing a couple of things, just recapping what went down there. Um, and just Twitter, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities reveal some stuff on Twitter. Like they if you do. go to the replies, if you, you know, you look at what they're telling fans. I mean, sometimes there's some juicy stuff in there. You just got to kind of hunt it out. And same with Instagram. You've got Kristen Doty level uh, investigation skills. Right. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love me some Kristen, let me tell you. Oh, I love <laughs> her like too. She's like the nicest one of them all. Really? Oh. Which you wouldn't really think. But yeah, I, I did have, when I was at Lala's movie premiere in July, she, I mean, there was a lot of kind of, you could tell where there was some mean energy and some tense energy. And Kristen was just kind of like trying to make everyone happy. And oh, you know, because Jax was of course annoyed with something and, made you know she calmed him down and she was just she was just like the mom she was like party mom it was weird it was she was not what I expected (laughs) I I hope she gets more time on the show because I do like her and I think that she's an integral part of the friend group right I do like her yeah even though she doesn't work at sir she neither just stuffy forefront yeah right yeah well, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it and have to have you on again. As right, always, the girl with gossip, Lindsay Cronin, everyone. Thank you. All right. Thanks. So that's it for this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and follow on Twitter and Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.